Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Okay, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Ronnie Agerman. I'm an active director at Waterways Technology, an Israeli agri-tech company, which is traded on, on the Toronto Stock Exchange Venture Part. Uh, we specialize in bringing smart irrigation, drip irrigation technologies from Israel, um, selling them worldwide to farmers all over the world, uh, utilize, best utilizing water, um, helping them grow much more efficient and much more smarter and utilize much less water, which become which is becoming a very scarce resource in the world. It is, Ronnie, lovely to have you on board, and I'm delighted to be talking about this subject as well. Um, I, if you don't mind, g- give us a bit of your background. What's your history? Where are you from? Oh, I'm uh, I'm native born in Israel. I've been in, um, I'm an entrepreneur. I floated my first company in Europe in 1998 as a an entrepreneur and investor in an Israeli lens inspection system, which we took public on the new market in Europe, uh, brought it from 28 million euros to 250 million euro valuation in two years, uh, created one of the largest uh, optical equipment companies in the world. And uh, we sold it to one of our, our key competitors in 2001 when the stock market uh, went down. Um, in 2009, I led a group of investors into one of the first companies doing uh, broadcast TV over the internet. Uh, the company was Peer TV. We floated the company on London's A market in 2010. Um, and in 2011, I left uh, the company and became an investment banker, was involved in um, six Israeli tech offerings on London's uh, A market um, as, an, an, as a, an IPO advisor. And in 2018, I shifted my uh, focus to Canadian capital markets and waterways technology was the first company I took public um, in Canada. I'm an active director, day-to-day director of the company. Thanks, Ronnie. So you were making money. Did your shareholders make money in those companies? My shareholders made companies most of them. Yeah, sure. And even in waterways, they right now are, are profitable, you bet. Good. Okay. Well, I'm I'm intrigued by the technology. Obviously, water becoming scarce uh, as a resource. Uh, certainly, people talking that language anyway. Um, can you just describe the competitor from Brahma? You can't be the only people doing this. No. Um, um, we come from very arid land. Israel is an arid land. Sixty percent of of the land is is desert. Um, and although that we're food set, self sustainable. Uh, we export food all over the world, especially to Europe. And that's because of the reason that in the last 50 years, um, Israeli um, agriculture had to develop a very unique technology using low amounts of water to irrigate crops. Um, and that is sort of um, technology which we sell worldwide. Uh, we predominantly sell drip irrigation technology, which means that um, you have a hose which you put in the field that hose has uh, holes and water is transferred through these hoses and dripped into the root of the, of the plant. It drips both water and fertilizer, fertilizers together, um, making it the most um, efficient 
and best um, technology to irrigate crops ever. Of course, you can't use it for crops like wheat uh, and barley, but you can use it for everything from uh, growing uh, grapes to um, cherries to avocados to trees to whatever crop, whatever other crop in the world. So high value crops, right? Yeah, mainly. Right, because they got to be able to afford, afford to pay you to do what you do, but not not really, not really, because we've just finished a huge um, cotton irrigation project in Uzbekistan, which is in Central Asia. Um, not that cotton is not a high value crop; it's certainly not a, a you know it's like a mid value crop. So so not really. Tomatoes aren't a high value crop. It's, it's something essential. Uh, cucumbers. These are things which we need for our daily living. So um, we try to focus on, on value, on high value crops, but but not necessarily. Okay. 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 Interesting. Uh, I was just using a phrase from your, the the front page of your PowerPoint, where you talk about high value protected crops. What was the difference yeah. there? Was what was the definition? Of high value. Crops? High value are crops which are um, which the farmer gets actually more price per kilos. Than others, so it could be avocado, it could be cannabis, it could be blueberries, um, but it could be also cherry tomatoes and and and, and other um, other crops. Like okay, that. you make so far you made it sound quite simple. It you know it, it's it's piped with holes in it, feeding water and a bit of fertilizer. Where's the clever bit? Oh, it's this technology is patented. Um, is patented. Um, um, there's big IP around it, and 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 smart. You know, funny enough, uh, we value the smart irrigation business at about between three and a half to four billion dollars a year. Well, get what is really companies are about eighty percent of that market. So um, there's uniqueness in the way. You know, it, it seems very very simple, but it's actually very very uh, sophisticated. Um, Chinese, Turkish, other companies have tried to copy. Uh, Spanish companies have tried to copy um, the our technology, but but. Really, we're we're dominant in the business. So Netafim, which is the largest company in the world, uh, in this business had about a turnover about one point two billion dollars, um, and it's really a giant. Okay, are they making money? Oh sure, oh sure, of course, of course. They're not public, but they were bought uh, three times already. So yeah, they, it's, it's a money making machine, sure. Okay, fine. So, uh, but, but and it's it's also there's an ancillary industry like. Um, sprinklers, um, 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 valves. You know, there's there's a lot of it's it's a big industry. There's there's a lot of ancillary products, filtration products, and so on and so forth. Amiad, which was which is a partner of ours, which was traded in London's A market recently, uh, traded in Tel Aviv. Um, so there's it's it's a big industry. I guess what I'm trying to get I'm trying to get at Ronnie is trying to is, why ask you know you know what's the competition like? What's the size of the market? What's the tech, what's the smart bit? Is you know so far it's a bunch of hardware. Maybe a high cost of sale, but once it's implemented, it's there. You monitor it. I, I, I don't know remotely, uh, or is that all just sold on, or is it, or, you know, um, software as a service? What's happening? What our company, what Waterway specializes, is um, in in planning um, and delivering small scale projects to farmers around the world. So the big companies are interested, you know, in tens of millions of dollars projects. We, our niche in the market are small-scale projects, anywhere uh, between one to four million dollars. Um, it's not interested, interesting enough for the giants. It's very interesting for us. And what we bring to the table 
we're like, uh, if you wish, wish, a systems house. So we are, are smart and, and what we have is our brains is, is bringing all that composition of a thousand component, components into one solution. So an irrigation system has roughly a thousand components. You need to know what you're doing. Um, you need to know how, how to deliver the water uh, when um, there's a, um, if you wish, there's a, an irrigation menu for each crop. So you don't you you irrigate mangoes differently than you do tomatoes. Um, it's a it's a whole industry, and you need to need you need to provide farmers with this know-how, and they count on you. Um, so that's that's pretty much what we do. We, we we do small, I mean relatively small, small scale projects. We're very good at it. I'll give you an example. I, I discussed um, previously Uzbekistan. So we're, we're already in, in a, in a three-year business there. Uh, we, we first took a small field of, of um, you know, the business was half a million dollars. And, and because we're so good at what we would do, we were able to, to uh, win our largest project this year, which was $4 million American dollars um, in scale. Um, and, and because you bring good solutions, they'll pick on you more and more. Same happened in the cannabis business. Um, we're today probably, probably most dominant in Israel. Our, our first, uh, our first uh, project was, was Kronos. Uh, Kronos was, is one of the four or five um, industry giants in the world, the Canadian company. Um, they wanted a complete irrigation IoT system, which means they wanted they they did a, a joint venture with the kibbutz in Israel, uh, growing medical cannabis for the Israeli market. Um, probably want to export at one point at one point when our government will finally let cannabis to be exported from Israel, but that's a different story. Um, but um, we were chosen, although we were the most expensive bidder. Um, because we developed a, a unique control system that enabled Kronos to remote control um, both the cultivation and the irrigation of the cannabis uh, greenhouse in Israel uh, through the web. So nobody could do that. That's why we won the tender. Let me get to it, Ronnie, because I, I want to understand how you make money and I want to understand the sales process and what people are buying into, okay? So you've got a 1,000 uh, parts and each of those parts needs to be fixed together. Someone's got to do that. Um, right. They cost you money. Um, they break down. Uh, you've got the cost of sale of getting getting in front of someone and then trying to close that deal down. You've got to there's maintenance and so so forth contracts. There's service agreements. There's, there's a lot of moving parts that you're putting together. There's a lot of IP, a lot of intelligence, and you're helping farmers get better. So. Those things cost money. What's the payback on average? There, take this four, four million. Uh, well, it's not average, but let's say it becomes the average. That's that's one of the key um, part of our disadvantage of this market uh, because it's a very competitive market. On one hand, um, also it's it's competing against uh, maybe flood irrigation, not only into smart irrigation. Then our our margins, our gross margins are rather low. They're about uh, between 20 to 25 percent. Um, so we need to be very efficient, which we are. Uh, we have only 22 employees in the company for a, um, we did 12 million Canadian dollars, which is roughly 10 million American dollars uh, in sales for the first half of the year. So we need to be very efficient. Um, but that's the nature of the business. So it's fine, and we're, we're making money. Okay, so but that, that, that's a, that's a gross number, not a net number. So the, the, the gross is about twenty. Let's say twenty. 
on yeah. that, that, those sales, the, the net number will come with scale, presumably. The, right. The EBITDA, our current EBITDA is, is between 8 to 10%, right. which is nice. Right. And, we're, and, and we're at a growth rate of 78% year over year. Where, where's this? Where's the stepping point come? What's what sort of? I get the niche. The interesting thing there you said a second ago was the niche. Here. We're going after the one to four million dollar sales. That that's interesting. You're not trying to compete with the big boys, um, but the cost of sales component is, is is important here, and the number of those deals around. What what are you estimating the size or your share of that portion of the market to be? What's the potential? Um, I believe that the small scale smart irrigation business is about a billion dollars. And we're maybe two percent of that, so we've got so much room to grow, like like unbelievably. And we demonstrated that in in, in two markets um, where we're becoming um, we're becoming very familiar. One is is Canada, so we shifted our our before we went public. We're probably more for, focused on Central and South America and Africa. Um, and what we did is that's how we also intend to grow. Um, we, after we went public, we raised money on the, on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Um, we, we, we acquired the asset of a Canadian irrigation distributor who was selling about $2 million a year Canadian. Um, I know it's an international audience, so let's say a million and a half American. Um, I, I, I apologize, I think in Canadian dollars. Um, and um, because we put our technology and our know-how into the company, uh, we grew this, the company from $2 million um, into $4.5 million um, within a year and a half. We did the same in China. Um, you know, think of the huge Chinese market. Um, they dearly respect Israeli technology in China. And before we went public, we, um, we had a a distributor in China who is buying components with us and then putting his small projects, especially in apples, actually, apples and bananas um, in China. And we acquired his assets. And now last year was pretty tough in China because of COVID. But this year already in the first half of the year, we finished sales of a million dollars in China alone. And, and those sort of acquisitions are driving also um, our uh, growth profit higher because when we sell direct to the farmer, not through distributor, we have now a 35 to 40% gross margin, which, which, which is becoming in, interesting. And once we get enough volume, um, we grow the company um, into tens of millions of dollars, I would expect that we buy a manufacturing facility that would, um, that would actually support our systems. Right. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sort of intrigued by this because I, this sector, it, you say there are lots of, there's a bit of competition, big boys, some people competing with you here. Uh, what is the scaling opportunity here? You're talking about tens of millions of dollars there, but with gross margins like you're describing, it's going to take a while to get there. You're going to, you've got to keep plowing money back into the business. The profitability component, does it matter in a business like this? Are you going to continue? Are you going to be able to go out and raise money even though you're not profitable? Cause you're saying we're capturing market share. I mean, how, how do you, how do you play it? Let's, let's first of all, let's well put out the facts. Okay. Um, we had a rough year in 2020 and, and lost money. It was COVID. 
But this year, we finished the first half of the year with um, $12 million of sales. Um, and about, it was non-GAAP EBITDA was 1.2 million Canadians, so 10% cash flow positive. And we went to the market. Um, the stock is currently trading, finished trading at 26 cents on Friday. Uh, the begin end of July, well, after, no, sorry, end of June, um, we went to a Canadian broker and, and myself in Israel. Uh, we raised in about a week at 12 cents, um, $4.4 million. Um, that was easy to do. So we actually have about 71 investors who came in. Guess what? You know, they're, uh, they're happy investors. Uh, we doubled the stock, more than doubled the stock. Uh, we also gave each investor a, a warrant for every share to be um, executed at 18 cents. Now the stock is 26 cents. Uh, we expect some, some of the warrants execution coming in, uh, but we have a forced conversion within the next, I think, 10 months from now. Um, if the stock trades about 24 cents, then uh, all warrants have to be executed, which means another $6.6 million. Um, and and I, re I dearly believe that those are going to be executed, which means that we'll have um, funds available at about 10 million Canadian, which is roughly $8 million, eight, $8 million American dollars, uh, which will sustain uh, a very nice acquisition for the next two years. Okay. And with regards to, I'm just, okay, look, while we're talking about money, okay, so when you, when you make a sale, is there a tail to it? Do you, are you selling the hardware? Uh, it's a small, very small tail of post consumables um, for filtration systems, for hoses, and some service and, and some kind of services. But we're not your normally um, Gillette type of. Of, of business, okay? So, but we are a fundamental business for those investors who want to invest in water and irrigation. I don't think there's a lot of opportunity worldwide uh, of a company like ours. And, um, you know, the, the, we have a vision to become the third or fourth large, larger player in the world of smart irrigation within the next three to five years. And we can grow that both through technology uh, through manufacturing and through mergers and acquisitions. Do you, do you th I mean, I'm trying to work out what you're selling, the hardware bit. I mean, are you selling any IP? Are you selling any, because you're, you're going and saying, hey, we'll increase the productivity of your crop, whatever it may be, right? So benefit to you, well done. But for, for them, why, why can't you kind of create a situation where have you thought about creating a situation where there's kind of a longer tail to it and a fatter tail? Yeah, we, we are, we are, um, um, the heart of an irrigation system is in in the control unit. Okay, that's where the the key. It's a, it's a control unit which um, has a PLC, a, a, a programmable logic computer, um, and has to be very smart. Uh, you have to fix in a lot. You have to uh, fix in a lot of data into that PLC, and that's part of the things we're selling as our our IP into system which we sell uh, worldwide. We found um, we are co collaborating with a PLC manufacturer, but they're manufacturing it actually for our needs specifically. And we, we our software engineers uh, do the programming. So it's not a lot of cost into the, into the whole system. I mean, if you put in a million dollars of irrigation, maybe the, the PLC itself or, or the, the control unit maybe is 20,000 grand or something like that. 
but it it is what differentiates us from other companies which are more hardware or uh, plastic if you wish um, plastic or filtration based um, this control unit um, um, which we see advancing in every in every uh, project we do is is part of the smartness of a an irrigation right. system. and you you sell that you don't license it yeah, we sell it. Of course, we sell it. No, but I mean, you don't license it, as in you keep ownership oh, and charge it, right? Don't. Okay. You know, we don't. Um, you know, and, and we see future, um, the future in big data, um, in data which is collected uh, from satellites, in data which is collected from soils. Um, you know, increasing the smartness and, and the big data that the system will have, and maybe once we'll have a SaaS-based solution as well. Right. Okay. Interesting. That will be very interesting indeed. Um, so you must get asked a lot about it because people are talking net zero this, net zero that, right? So you got your system in place in terms of, are you net zero? Is the energy required to run this allow you to be net zero? I mean, what do you mean by, by net zero? As in you can have right net, net, net zero uh, carbon uh, here or in oh, terms of the okay. energy, in uh, terms of the manufacturing of the materials which you install. Got it. Got it. Well, first of all, um, think of it first, we're, we're very green, okay? Just by the water we conser conserve and the fact that we create um, more crops per um, area than any other irrigation system in the world, um, I'm not saying ours, but this, this concept of irrigation makes us extremely uh, green. Um, we also use in some system um, brown water, water which is recycled. So, so the whole process which we do um, is is very very green. Um, in in some instances, you, you use um, solar energy to to um, to get all the energy uh, for the greenhouses, for the illumination and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's not a one thing because it depends on the country. Um, but yes, the whole system we try to be as green and and, and cost and, and energy cost effective as we can. But but again, but but I think you know this is important. But the most important thing is that we don't use a lot of water. Yeah, water is becoming scarce. I mean, look, there is a huge drought in in California. Um, um, they can't. They don't have any more water to irrigate. They used to flood irrigate. We don't have that water anymore. Um, same in Canada in, in summer. Uh, I believe also, um, you know, I believe also in, in mainland Europe, we're having very hot and dry summers. And, and you know, I've seen that in Europe. I go frequently. Um, so people will have to conserve water. It's, 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 it's getting less and less because it's scarce. No, I agree with you. They're obviously macadamia nuts and hazelnuts and not hazelnuts. Um Almond nuts in uh, California, the, the big ones that people talk about a lot. And obviously, we've seen some horrific photos of water reserves uh, out there for, for sure. Um, but where I was kind of going with that is because with a small company with, with restricted budgets, it, it's hard to be completely holistically green. It's something you typically work towards, right? You, all the plastics you use in terms of manufacture, it, it, it's Actually, hard to uh, do that out of the gate, uh, isn't it? One of, one of, um, one of the products we sell in Canada is, um, it's called Smudge, but it's it's a, um, it's recycled plastic, which um, covers the crops um, in the winter in Canada. Oh, yes, and yes. 
after it's used, it, it evaporates. So oh, it's, a, it's actually a very green product that we're using in Canada. We don't use it yet in other um, in other territories, but it's something that's very unique to our Canadian business. Okay, and now one that's sort of a little bit topical to a lot of the investors on our platform certainly is um, the, I'm going to mispronounce this, apologies, uh, in, in advance, Amiad partnership that you've announced recently. Um, what, what, tell, us, tell us about that and what you're hoping to achieve and what they want from it. Um, we're, listen, Amiad is one of the, it's, it's an Israeli company that's, that was, I think it, it went public in 2003 in London's A market, if I if I recall, maybe 2006. Um, it's now listed in Tel Aviv Stock Exchange because it's one of the reasons I left London because you know the London A market pretty much is dying or or died. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I love working in London. Um, but um, so we're bringing smart filtration systems into the Canadian market. Um, I mean, it has no business in Canada, and I think now, uh, you know, it's a key sales driver for us um, in selling uh, smart irrigation systems, and one of it is filtration systems uh, to the Canadian farmer. Right. Okay. And what are the applications? Are there applications outside of uh, agriculture for it? I, I believe in. You know, I, I really believe in focusing. I mean, okay. we did once uh, something in water. Uh, a water reservoir in Cameroon many uh, about four or five years ago, which is off our business. But I really don't believe it. We're, we know best to irrigate. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I, I like to be focused in our core business. Okay. A question sent in was basically, could this be used to decontaminate water intensive processes in mining? For sure, for sure. But we're not, we're not there. It's not our business. Um, Focus on the sales. Focus on, We're the focused on the sales. Focus on our clients. Um, we want to sell more to existing clients and get more sales through irrigation. Not, I don't. We're not serving the mining industry. Okay. Do farmers really care about the green green components? Uh, how much of your segment is is built on the green component? Is it? Do they just care about productivity? They care about productivity. They want to, be, you know, they want to make money. Be, Right. A farmer, farmers, you know, they're they're in constant, um, you know, their their um, component prices are increasing. Plastic, you know, now is everything is increasing. They're really focused on productivity and and, and making money, um, getting more crops per area. That's the most important things and better crops, um, um, better quality, uh, and so on and so forth. We just um, just actually started also um, exporting Israeli know-how. Uh, not only not only irrigation uh, around the world, um, the Israeli date is the best in the world, a Machul date, which is the best selling date in the world. Dates are excellent. Um, they're an excellent fruit. Um, and we just, um, we closed about a month ago, about a million dollar project in Vietnam, where we're um, delivering the whole system from seed um, to uh, irrigation, um, to a Vietnamese company. See, that now we're getting interesting. One of my questions further on was going to be, what business are you in, okay? Are you in the irrigation business or the product, food productivity business? Because you know, you've got, yeah. you talk about seed, like whether it be fungus resistant seeds, uh, hydro panels, et cetera. What, how do you define your business? At this point, we define it um, to irrigation, um, you know, just to be focused. But I think uh, going down the road, 
um, you'll see us uh, delivering around the world um, some very good know-how in cultivation of, of crops because we have developed in Israel unique technology to cult cultivate um, a lot of crops. Um, be, you know, we have the best um, man, uh, we have the best avocado cultivation technology in the world. Um, same with dates. It used to be oranges. Um, used to go down to Marks and Spencer and buy Jaffa oranges. They were excellent, but that was taken away for us by from um, from Spanish and, and Italian farmers, Moroccan. I think I you. I think you took it from them. Just to be clear. <laughs> I actually think Jaffa was, you know, it was before the birth of the state of Israel. So I, I, I don't really um, agree to that. Uh, but I'll give you another story. Um, you eat cherry tomatoes. I don't know if you know that, but the cherry tomato was invented in the Weizmann Institute in Israel. So um, today, cherry um, tomato seeds are sold around the world. And I know, I actually, he's the father of a friend of mine who was one of the two inventors and he's getting royalties to this date and so is the Weizmann Institute. Beautiful, beautiful. So that, that, that very tasty cherry tomato that you can buy that it looks, you know, it's not round, it looks a little bit um, like an ellipse is, yeah. is an Israeli invention and it's very tasty. I, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Um, so can I just look, if I look at the map of where your business, you've, you've got the, the Canadian uh, company which you picked up Acquisition, two million turnover. I mean, what did that cost you? How do you pay for it? Oh, you get half a million dollars for that Canadian, so okay. four hundred American. You got like a, nothing, like nothing. It's great. You um, got a partner in China. Yeah. We turned it into four million dollars sales in a year. In a year, you know, that's not a bad ROI. You should be happy. Um, China. Our, investor, our investors are happy. Should be you're up five times. Like that's good. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to check. What, where I'm going with this is you, you on a map. It looks good, but you know this. It's 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 a, what are, what are we today? We're a sort of thirty five million dollar Canadian business, and you've, you've talked about the, the turnover. Less than, that, less than that. We finished twelve, so it's less than that. And, and the run rate is about twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Okay, fine. So you, on a map, it looks good. So what was the plan here? More M and A, or are we going to go organic for a while? Pardon the pun. Uh, think, how do you build uh, this? I think, I think really, I mean, I can't give you a lot of forward-looking statements being a director of the company, but yeah, the focus would be M and A. Okay, okay. And what do you think you have to prove to be able to? What more do you have to prove to go out to market to say, give me some money, I've got some perfect takeover targets? Are they going to be, continue to be these sort of small um, businesses or at what point do you start you know, looking up to the stars? I'm not, I don't think we'll go back to the market to for money unless there's a huge opportunity. You know, I've done that. I've, um, in my, my past experience, um, I, I floated the company with $5 million of sales in 1998. And um, I had enough of chutzpah, that's the Hebrew word for it, uh, to go um, to Rodenstock, which was a half a billion dollar German lens company, and bought their equipment division for about, I think it was 24 million euro at the time. And, you know, closed the deal in, in two weeks in Munich. So I do have experience in doing these sorts of deals. Okay. So potentially more, more, more of the same. That, that's the way to get the scale for this thing quickly. And what did you think is driving the interest? You've got 71 new investors. You raised the money, uh, 4.4 million Canadian. 
and I know there's been there's been a few other little bits and pieces raised um, previously, but what's driving this? Is it this kind of you know at the moment we're saying green stories, everything's been you know greened, whatever the sector, right? Do you think this whole ESG greenification thing is helping you at the moment, or has this water story been a long time coming? I'll give you I'll give you um, what I think. You know, I'm, I'm not I haven't talked to all of the investors. Um, I think there's there's a few things. When we went we when we first started our private placement in Canada, uh, which was before we went public, which was I think beginning of 2018, then you just had to say the word cannabis and money was thrown at you. Okay, and, and we and 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 we do have cannabis business in the business, as I said, as I, as I discussed before with Cronus. Um, but uh, we've seen into two things which I think drive uh, investor interest into our story right now. Um, the first thing, we're growing and profitable. Okay, and we're traded on the venture exchange. Um, I think. Um, there's 1,600 companies traded on the venture exchange. I'd say probably more, only 5% are profitable. So that's one thing to drive in center set investor sentiment. Um, second thing, and that is what you said, I think we've seen a shift um, to interest both in Actic and water. So um, currently we're at the, you know, timing is everything in life. And, and we're in the right place at the right time. Um, people understand um, water, people understand food, food shortage. Um, you know, with COVID, there's huge supply and transport problems still today. The cost of, of maritime transportation has risen, I don't know, five or 10 times. So, so you know, for some crops, doesn't even pay to import them. So countries who are sustained, who, who sustain their own agriculture and can grow their own, own crops, where be it in, in open field or greenhouses, um, are, are happy. And, and, and other countries who don't have that opportunity, you know, I believe in some countries, some kind of fruits and vegetables are just not in the market because they're becoming too expensive. So looking, coming back to the map point I made, which is, you know, where do you expect, okay, China, Canada, Israel, where are the sales coming from for you? Or is that, do we, does that also link into the M&A component? I mean, right now, yeah, it's a good, it's an excellent question. Okay. Um, currently our, our sales, um, you know, predominantly because of the Uzbekistan project, which came from China and, and Asia, okay, that was, the high sales. Uh, we have a very nice business in Peru and, and other countries in South America, and we have very nice business in Canada. Uh, our focus, okay, our focus would be North America, for sure, because the opportunities there, um, the shortage of water is, is beginning there as well, and the, the largest smart irrigation business in the world is the United States, and we're not we're not there at all. So there's a huge op op opportunity in the United States for us go going after the North American, but the U.S. market, which is, I believe, you know, the Canadian irrigation market is about $100 million a year. I think the the U.S. market is about between 3 to $4 billion a year. Okay. You you mentioned you've done a few IPOs, right? I, I, this is a bit that intrigues me. And you've also... <laughs> 
I think it's eighteen to nineteen. I was involved. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the, the next, the answer, the answer to the next thing is really important. Okay. Um, and you've also mentioned that only five percent of TSXV companies actually make money. Okay. Are you a businessman who wants the business to be successful, or are you a markets guy who just needs to play the market? What 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 turns you on? Um, in waterways, the company. You know, I've been. We 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 had rough times. We had rough times. We want to make money. Um, we want to uh, be a profitable and growing company. That's that's how we. That's how the best way this business is grown. I mean, I'm not a markets guy in that sense at all. Um, you know, it it, it, it it. I I get up in the morning and I, and I like what I do. I do because I hear and, and help the company grow. And, and and I think we're actually doing some some good in the world. I mean, if we now um, have a project in Ethiopia and and have some African farmers, um, enabling them to export mangoes to Europe and make money, I think we're actually doing good to the world. Uh, same a country like Peru. I mean, we had a, a, um, in the end of. 2019, we delivered very smart filtration systems to one of the largest flower growers in Colombia and enabled it to export to North America. So, um, you know, we're doing some very good stuff in third world countries. And do you, does your product allow cu- countries or farmers in countries or agricultural businesses in countries like that to be able to offset because the supply chains around the world, you know, prices are going up, obviously, but, you know, supermarkets controlling people's margins and, you know, distribution companies controlling farmers' markets and so forth. I mean, is that part of the appeal here, the kind of optimization of their crop output whilst they're being squeezed at the other end? Exactly. Their price of crop is fixed. Right. So anything you can save on, on growing the crop goes into their pockets. They understand that. Um, all around the world, you're, you're so right. I mean, Tesco can come and you know they just dictate the, the crops in, in in areas. I've seen that in other businesses that I had. So so you know um, any 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 cent or any any dollar which you can save on anything or any any better yield um, goes right into bottom line. Bottom line of the farms. Yeah, for sure. Um, we, we we have a business with Driscoll. Driscoll is the largest blueberry uh, grower cultivator oh, yeah. in the world, yeah. and we're doing we've started a business with them in, in China. Um, so they're they're all over the supply chain, but they didn't choose us because uh, we were nice expensive. Guys. <laughs> they choose us because we knew what we were doing, and they thought we could bring them a lot of knowledge uh, for the bottom line. That's the only thing. It's it's always it's always about that, yeah, um, yeah. We're not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Same for, same for your investors. So, look, um, I w- I would say, look, thank thank you very much, Ronnie. That's a really good introduction to the business, you know, the sector. Quite frankly, um, we will go away and do a little bit more work and try and understand what's going on out there, who the other players are. Um, best of luck. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you so much for hosting us, and thank you everybody for watching. And if you have any questions, please come back to me. I'll be happy to answer you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.